Hey everyone, it's Walker. Uh, just a quick FYI to let you know that Milton will be teaching a masterclass intensive in Stockholm, Sweden from November 24th through November 27th. And if you'd like to register or get more information, you can email me, walker at walkervrelandproductions.com. Vreeland is spelled V as in Victor, R-E-E-L-A-N-D. Uh, so again, that's walker at walkervrelandproductions.com. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. Okay, so this is my latest discovery, and I'm passing it on to you for free. Carson was working on Romeo for a scene from his Shakespeare class, and I said to him, describe Juliet. And the first thing he did was to smile. And I went, oh my God, it's what you do when you haven't made a choice. I mean, and, and if you look at great actors in great movies, they never go, you know, it's like nobody does that. Only actors who say, uh, I had this with Daniel the other day, and I said, there's something wrong with your the bartender you auditioned for. And I realized what was wrong with it is he's a bartender and the guy walks up and he goes, hmm. You know, so I'd love for you to watch people in life and see how many people actually in the midst of a conversation suddenly smile. I had this with my beloved Matt Magnuson who was doing an audition and he suddenly smiled in the middle of this, this self-tape. And I said, why did you smile? And he said, oh, I don't know. I felt like he might smile there. So it, it's like smiling becomes this arbitrary choice that says, I'm not playing an action. There's nothing going on in the scene. I know I'm seeing a hot guy, so I'll smile at it. It's not a choice. Anyway, okay, I throw that out for free. All of this has to do with make a choice. Make a choice. Is this somebody cool? Is this somebody that looks like he's drunk? Does this look like somebody uh, who's a big tipper? It's like, sure, bartenders smile at people. But the fact of the matter is, as an actor, we are trying to find choices that are more interesting and kick ass. We're trying to find choices that are very, very unique and very interesting. I mean, it's all about choices. As soon as I make a choice, and I mean, this is a really subtle thing, but people are sitting there. The bartender is a six-line part, and so they're sitting there and they're watching 30 auditions, and everybody is going, hey, how are you doing? Can I get you something? So then we'll say, oh, let's see how many followers he has. You know, I mean, that's when we go to followers in order to do casting, which is we're doomed. We're doomed if that's how we cast things. I mean, we might as well give up. And I don't believe it, by the way. I think it's just another thing actors do to keep from learning acting. Don't get me started. So, but I think these things are very important. I think it's a very clear thing 
that the second you make a choice, it makes you unique as an actor because you will find you're the only one auditioning that made a choice. It's a slight overstatement, but but everybody else functioned. They played a cliche. They didn't make a choice that fed them. And by fed them, I mean, it's like, oh, God, I love that. You know, you're reading opposite your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your roommate who's not an actor. And so you've already got all of these things that you're doing that are already impossible. But all that aside, when you make a choice, you like it. I promise you, you like it. And that's an important thing. There are a long collection of football coach quotes. I've always wondered, what does the football coach say at halftime? And so, and I kept thinking to myself, that whatever the, it is, you know, everybody comes back. And I thought, like, I'm, so, I'm probably supposed to do something like that at intermission with my actors. But at any rate, I now have started collecting football coach quotes. And the, the one I liked best for this week was, good enough is never good enough. And I thought, yeah, I mean, way to go. That's perfect for an actor. I think, I think we can all start putting quotable quotes. And anytime we think, well, it's good enough, it's never good enough. Anyway, so um, part of this is we are just simply trying to say, what can I do to make a kick-ass choice? What can I do? Where do I go to find a choice that I say, oh, I love that choice? And, and uh, I mean, as soon as I tell you, you go, oh, that's so logical. But the problem is we forget. We forget how logical it is. And, and I think that's one of the issues that, that we have. I, th I think a lot of the actor training is just a reminder of human logic. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like, oh, of course. Of course I have an attitude towards the person I'm talking to. And, but somehow or another, when we start acting, it's like all of a sudden we freeze up. It's like, oh my God. And, and it makes sense. I'm saying somebody else's words. I'm someplace that's not where I'm shooting. Um, and, and when you think of all the things going on, it's no wonder we freeze up. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, I, I think the, the, the brilliance of Stanislavski and Stella is that they did find a logic. My students who come to me for to be saved from their acting teachers, but they're always saying, you know, so do you put an action on every line? And I said, you are joking. And then they said, you know, well, they want us to put, an, you know, you know, they want us to have the beat structure. And I said, boy, that must feel terrific. What is the beat structure? Oh my God. Is this like where I put my fist down on the table? I mean, when you think about it, it's just like all this vocabulary that has just like hung over us. 
we think, oh my God, I, I, wait, is that an action? I mean, to me, Uta Hagen's five questions are enough to make me just say, somebody hand me my knife. I mean, who am I? Where am I? What do I want? What's going to happen if I don't get what I want? I mean, who the hell can answer those questions? I mean, who am I? For God's sakes, I'm 76 years old. I still haven't figured that out. Imagine me just being able to very quickly answer that question. I mean, it's it's like, who am I? Okay, I'm a militant lesbian ex-nun. Okay, good. Okay, so now I have that. Where am I? I'm in a convent in prison. Okay, you know, I mean, it's like, and so there's all this sort of thing. If I can answer these questions. Sorry, that's one of my favorite things. Years ago, I was doing a documentary on nuns or developing one. They wouldn't let us do it. They said it was too political. And so we went around to all these nunneries and met all these nuns, which is really fun. And so one of, one of the nuns said, uh, well, actually, I'm a militant lesbian ex-nun. And so I thought, God, how fabulous. I mean, that's the best thing I've ever heard in my life. I mean, what a, what a way to define yourself. You know, to me, the reason I like to move slowly is because I need it to sink in. Uh, early in my relationship with Bayan, but one of the things Bayan said, you know, what do I, what am I getting when I'm watching documentaries? Now, I love the idea of watching documentaries. I love the idea of watching documentaries because you see real people in circumstances. Is it everything? No. But I do see what that world is. I think one of the th things that we, that we don't do, which we need to do, and which we need to always ask ourselves is, does that make sense? I keep remembering, uh, somebody will remind me to send you the New York Times article about Bradley Cooper, who may or may not be any good playing Leonard Bernstein. However, the research he's done for four or five years is unbelievable. And it's just because he wants to immerse himself in the world of Leonard Bernstein. He spent time going to look at Lenny's scores of the music he conducted to look at his notations. Now, you know what I mean? It's not going to help him. He doesn't even know what the notations are. But it's not specific how it feeds. It's not specific how it feeds him. And that's what I think we have to embrace. What we have to embrace is that our actor work is often not specific. It's often, it's just, I'm gathering together all sorts of things. It's the reason I go to museums. It's the reason I go to concerts. It's the reason that I go to the theater. It's the reason that I read. It's the reason I watch bad movies, I guess. I don't know. Um, Is that because you, you never know what you're going to find that you love? 
or yes, or how it's going to affect you. I mean, when you realize something about ourselves, we are a sum total of our entire lives. The reason your choices are different than somebody else's choices is because you're a different person. You have different experiences. You bring something different to the table. And so it makes sense that the more experiences that I have, the more I'll bring to the table. And so, I mean, that's the reason really good acting teachers will say, you know, you need to improve yourself as a person. Well, how do you do that? I'm not sure learning French is one of the things. Who knows? But, I mean, this is what you want to do. You want to keep leaping. A friend of mine, a composer friend, uh, called me one day. He'd, he'd composed a score for a movie I produced. And he called me one day and he said, I have figured out the secret of life. And I said, what exactly is it? And he said, keep moving. It may be forward. And I loved that. I thought that was so great. <laughs> I thought it was so great because I just thought, um, you know, the second you sit still, I mean, this is so interesting to me. One of my people was cast in an episode of General Hospital. Now, I don't know how many of you have ever watched a soap opera or certainly have watched General Hospital. But I, before I coached him on it, I decided I'd watch an episode. And I, I, I have to say... If you ever have to audition for a soap opera, forget everything I have ever said to you about acting. I mean, really, don't even remotely think of making it believable or real or that you believe these characters are, are, I mean, my student, Chris Carmack's on Grey's Anatomy. And I, I mean, my God, I, the conversation I had with him about something I didn't even want to have a conversation with him was, you know, how do you do a heart transplant? And I thought, please, Chris, don't confide in me. At any rate, on General Hospital, there is an actress who has been on the series, I think, for 32 years or something like that. And... I thought, well, you know, <laughs> I thought, how nice. <laughs> she has a house and she has a white picket fence and she has two kids and a dog. And, um, she, you know, I mean, she has this wonderful life. She probably has a house in Studio City. I mean, what more do you want out of life? So, I, I mean, I think one of the reasons I like working on big plays is because I think, you know, at the bottom of our, the pit of our soul, would like to do a big play. At the, you know, just, I mean, what we'd really like to do, and yes, we'd like to have a series, and I'd love for you to get a series, and I'd love for you to get a series and have me hired as your coach. But I'm much more interested in working on a play. It's just, it's so satisfying. And the writers have depth and the writers write from the point of view of big ideas. And the reason these plays last forever is because 
big ideas have existed since the Greek theater. Human beings haven't changed that much. I keep thinking they will, but apparently not. But we see the human condition. <sighs> so unless it's with my darling Bayan in Israel, where he is watching the not human condition, which is just, oh my God. Anyway, that's it. I mean, that's the reason it's so interesting. It's the reason we get so smart. We, we really do get smart. We learn a lot as actors. We're very, very smart about people. We're very, very smart about interpretation. We recognize behavior. And we will never again smile in an audition. <laughs> I Don't Need an Acting Class is created and hosted by Milton Justice and produced by me, Walker Vreeland. The opening track is by Jeffrey Keezer. It's called Miram from his album Wildcrafted Live at the Dakota. And the closing track is Green Tea by Vendla. If you could, we would just love it if you would subscribe to the podcast and rate it and review it. Uh, you can find us online at I don't need an acting class.com and on Instagram at I don't need an acting class. As always, if you have a question or a comment, uh, please email Milton questions for Milton at gmail.com. And who knows, he might address yours on the podcast. So again, that's questions for Milton at gmail.com. Hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. <laughs>